Good morning. It is March 5th, Sunday. And I haven't been on here for a minute. It's been, I think last time I posted a episode was the 14th or 13th of Feb. So around Valentine's Day. And yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a few weeks that I had to kind of gather myself and focus on other things um, like work and trying to take care of myself through that and a lot of a lot of health stuff that I've been trying to take care of as well. I don't think I've, maybe I've talked about it a little bit here, but I do um, managing a lot of chronic pain from a fracture in my spine. So yeah, I broke my back straight up. And you're probably hearing some noise outside my my apartment window. Um, just bear with it. But yeah, just dealing with a lot. And I don't know about y'all, but it's been a freaking hard, hard few weeks. Everyone I've spoken to, family, friends, colleagues. Um, this last week was rough. Definitely the anxiety was up, depression was up, a lot of uncertainty and and unknowingness around what's to come next, what have I been through. It's just been a lot resurfacing, and I'll probably say it's something, you know, with Pisces season, a very watery sign, one that really gets us in our feels. Um... So whatever is going on in the stars, I think it's part of the influence around us. Um, but obviously, it's just it's a hard time to live. It's a hard time to be alive. Um, so hope you all are doing the best you can in taking care of yourself. And that is not in any way, shape, or form needing to look perfect or be perfect. It is really just being with what's coming up every day it's holding on to all your tools in your toolbox to ground you to help you make sense of things or maybe just to kind of slow you down or give you the energy you need um so yeah so i wanted to jump in here we're in march now which is wild to say that we're like three months at the start of the third month into this new year of 2023. Astrologically speaking, it is the Pisces is the last month or the last sign. It's the last sign of the astrological calendar. So, astrologically, we're about to start the year when we enter Aries, the sign of Aries. Aries being the first in the, on the loop and to be known as the youngest, Pisces as the oldest, and so forth. Um, which I like, you know, I think it makes sense with spring being here soon. And how the energy in the season of spring 
really brings in new energy. And I'm really excited and hopeful for that because this, this winter season, this hibernation, the cold is, it's one that I can't be in for that long. I realize like, I want to like move. I want to do things. I want to feel lighter and, um, yeah, kind of get some excitement back in while also not forgetting, you know, to just always be in tune with, with myself and ground myself. But yeah, we're going to be entering spring soon enough. And I'm hoping that this is a lively, light-hearted, energetic time for us all. I know I need that. And I do want to just say that I would love to have people on the podcast. If you're listening and anything is resonating with what you know I talk about, or if there's other topics that would be really cool to just talk about, um, and you'd like to be in it, please reach out because I would love to include more people here. I'm realizing um, my momentum in showing up is kind of getting low. And I think I'd like to re-energize myself by having people um, be on the podcast with me so we could vibe together and... Um, and there's so many things to talk about with others. So if you've thought about, never been, never done a podcast, but always been curious about it or like to just like shoot the shit and chat, um, hit me up. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be really fun. So that's been on my mind as far as the podcast goes and how I wanted to evolve. And the more I learn from other People who do this, you know, it definitely is going to evolve as you continue in it. Um, it's it's definitely not going to be what it started off as. Um, I've heard that a lot of podcasts even change names. Once it started to evolve and figure figure out what it, what it wants to be. Um, so I'm going to stay open to that idea. I'm going to stay open to what it wants to be if it is a name change i haven't thought too much about that but if it's that if it's maybe a specific focus but yeah i mean very much open to anybody's thoughts ideas about that this is definitely not a a platform that i'm trying to just let it be about me only even though it's been cool and in many ways i i need that I still want to open it up to folks um, because we all have something to say and it's something it's therapeutic in its own way too to just air out our thoughts and see where they land and more often than not they land in someone's ear that it opens up their perspective or it makes them feel not alone so yeah and I guess what I would want to get into today is about something that's been like coming up for a long time now but just recently been coming up a little bit more about just what it is to be a woman for me identify as a woman pronoun she her and a yeah and as someone who can reproduce in this world um 
I, you know, I've been really contemplating and reflecting on, on, right, being someone who is deciding to not have children, to not bring life, new life into this world in that sense, you know, and I realize it's, it's a, it's a very tricky topic to talk about with some folks because definitely we all come from different perspectives on this and mine is one. There's many other out there. I know that there's a lot of wonderful, wonderful women and people that have had babies and raised children um, that absolutely love, love that role. And um, it's definitely their purpose. You could you could feel it. You could see it. Um, and I want to say that that's not the reality for everyone. And our society is very much puts a lot of pressure on that for women and people who could reproduce. And I I really want to just make room and space for that that there's so much more to us to to bring to this world than life itself. And life itself could be through creativity, through being the best auntie ever, because at least that's the role that I love to take on, because I love children. I have dedicated my career and most of my time to be around children um, as a therapist and a school counselor, even though right now I'm more in a managing role and I'm not at the schools working directly with kids. That is my background and that's been most of my experience in social work. And I love it. I, I love kids. I have many friends and family who have kids and I definitely love to be around the, you know, just young kid energy and but I also see the reality and the labor that it takes for parents to raise children in this lifetime, in this time period. And it is not easy. And I really feel grateful for parents who are very open and raw and honest about their experience instead of painting this very beautiful, positive, all the time perspective of what parent parenthood looks like and should be like because it's so much harder than where it really is I think it's definitely not should not be romanticized as it is um I hear from a lot of folks of like there's so much shame in talking about how they regret making that decision even though they love their children or they hate the role of being a mom, even though they love their children. Um, and the real financial aspect of also raising a child or or several children. Um, also, just, you know, your own goals and dreams, kind of taking a back burner. Um, and not to say that there are parents out there who have the capacity, have the resources, who could do all the things. They could run the business, they could raise the children, they could still maintain a 
close relationship with their partner. I don't know. Which seems like bananas, to be honest. But not to say that people, some people can do that. And they have the community, the village to help them um, kind of balance it at all. But I know for many that is not the option and that is not the reality. And for me, maybe because of the field I chose to be in, you know, I've, I've witnessed more of the real, realness of raising children instead of the more fluffy, romanticized version of that. And for that, I'm very humbled um, to, to bear witness to that, right? To the, the good, the bad, the ugly. And, but I definitely want to just create space to also make, you know, not to be surprised and not shaming folks that decide not to have children. I, I feel like that's still in the air. I know that I just recently, when I say, when I've told people, hey, I, you know, I actually don't want children. I'm deciding not to. I am 35, and while technically, I guess I could still have children, like I'm not at an age where I, I can't, um, I haven't hit menopause or anything like that, but, but there's a lot of risks, and also it is absolutely possible. I know that there are folks who are having kids at an older age, and that's beautiful if that is their choice, and that is a possibility with the technology and the science that we are have accessibility now to be able to to wait and really think about um, this decision. I think that's such a beautiful thing, especially when you have the resources to raise a child. I definitely see the downside when people raise children and don't have resources. It is, you know, it is hard. It is very, very hard. And kids cost a lot of money. I was just reading a post about that, that the cost of inflation is almost less than the cost of children, how much you have to um, spend to maintain children um there's a lot of pieces um and there's so many levels to that and um and also co-parenting I think that's such a big piece that I've always thought about as well is like who would I decide to go on this lifelong journey with is pretty crucial at least that's my perspective. I think who you to decide to do this with is a very important person to decide to do this. And that is no shade on anyone who, you know, you don't get along with your partner or don't get along with your kids, um, you know, the parent of your kid. Um, that's some real shit and that's real life that happens, you know. Um, but that's a really big, important part is how to co-parent. I, most of the time that I've worked with families and with children, the biggest issue is the parents not being on the same page on how they want to parent their kid. And kids are smart. Kids will do anything to get their needs met, even if they create maladaptive ways to do it. 
they will that is their way that is their strategy to figure out how to get their needs met right we have this built-in thing in our brain that we need to get what we need and we will do anything and everything possible to get that our brains will keep us safe at any means necessary and we will seek love in any means necessary and connection it is just a human thing so kids will do that kids will start to uh you know they know where they could um um where they could um split their parents if they're not on the same page kids will figure that out really quickly I know I did that with my parents, knowing that they weren't on the same page. And um, so if two people aren't in the same same page about this, that's going to make things even much more harder, right? And the kids will feel that. Kids feel everything. They are such receptors to the environment around them. And while some parents are really trying to take care of protecting their kids from the realities or the stress that they're experiencing, you know, they're so energetic that they also feel it regardless, right? So I know that parents need so much support. And um, yeah, so it's all that to say. It's, it's a lot of work. And I'm just speaking from the experience that I've been that I've witnessed with the people I work with, that I've witnessed and being told from, from the closest people to me who have children, raise children. And so I'm speaking for them and from what I've hear. And that still doesn't take away of the love, the joy that so many of them feel also seeing their children grow up and learn new things and, and really... Um, get to embody who they are and who they want to be in the world. And that's such a, probably such a ex- beautiful experience and amazing um, thing to go through that you probably don't even have words to describe. But, but, you know, it is okay to also decide that that is not the choice. That is not your journey. And there's so many other things that bring purpose to people who don't want to have children. And unfortunately, women get a lot of the slack for making that choice, right? We obviously know what the whole Chelsea Handler and um, what is it, Fox 11 News saying some bullshit about what it is for her to, the view of her being a childless woman. And that's some utter bullshit. We, there's so much more to life to also raise children and also we are able to have more time and energy to support those that are having children because parents need breaks. Parents need the village around them to support them. And I can't imagine that if we really all are having kids at the same time, who's going to support who? Um, so there's, I think there's a special role for people who don't have children in this world. And that role is one that is just different. And I think everybody will have a different role in, within that. But for me, my role is to, to live a life of complete authenticity. 
to move um, with freedom. I and to move with where my spirit guides me. I, you know, and anything that allows my creativity to just grow and flourish is definitely something that I know I'm here to do. Um, and I think I'm here to also motivate and, and perhaps, um, you know, be a model for someone who wants to live a life like that as well. I don't know. And I'm not here to, like, make sure I'm an influencer in in that sense. But I'm here to just live my life, you know, my own way. Whatever that fucking is. And I I think there's so much room for that. And, you know, this pressure to do this thing is bullshit. It really is. I also have to think about myself in so many in a very different way now that I have my body pain that I have to deal with, chronic pain, my injury, having the physical, mental, spiritual energy to give to another human on the on a daily, on a minute by minute, second by second way doesn't feel sustainable. Doesn't even feel fair to this kid knowing that I'm not going to be okay and I'm going to be suffering through that. Um, No kid needs that. And I, um, yeah, I'm opting to reparent myself and seeing myself as the kid that needs the love in this world because in many ways I am still a kid. I am still that teenager trying to figure myself out um, and all my identities in this world and who I want to become. I'm still that person. I'm still that kid. I'm still that teen. And the more I think about this idea of parent being a parent, I think about myself and I think about parenting myself. Um, because unfortunately, there was a lot of a lot of needs I had as a kid that weren't met. And that was traumatizing to go through. And that's traumatizing for kids to go through. And even with it not being intentional, there's a lot of impact that happens yet still. When parents don't have the resources and the support they need to be really, really present with their kid. So shout out to the parents who who could do that. I love and appreciate you all because you're really creating a new, you're bringing in a new energy to this world that we need, um, a new generation that is more attuned with their, with themselves and understand what real unconditional love can be and how that's really transformative in this world. For some of us, we're just trying to do that for ourselves. And I love that for me. I need that for me. So not sure if this resonates. There's definitely so much more to talk about in regards to this. There's so many different things that come to mind. Um, But I'll just kind of talk about that for now. Just just the tip of the iceberg about this. But I hope that no one out there feels alone in deciding to be childless. Um... 
and navigating culture and family who don't see it that way or have a hard time with that perspective, especially much more conservative, religious, um, patriarchal families we grew up in. Um, that's that's a concept that's really hard to sit with. And I, you know, and also there's so many things about that, but I'll leave it at that. But yeah, cheers to the childless parents out there because I'm a parent in my own way, but not the same. But I'm here to be an ally and advocate for good parenting from an auntie perspective, from uh you know, from my perspective as a as a therapist, but I'm here to support y'all. Um, so yeah, much love. Enjoy your weekend, the rest of the weekend you have, and and as far as the podcasts go, moving forward, I definitely would love to have people on here. You're so welcome. Um, don't hesitate. Don't be shy to just reach out and be like, hey. I don't know what I want to talk about, but I'm down to talk about anything. I'm down for that, just having a conversation. And um, I'm thinking I just want to be also sustainable and realistic with how I, how much I produce and how I could really show up here. Um, and I think I'm going to start reducing my, my episodes. So instead of weekly, um, it might be biweekly every other week or it might be going to monthly um, and I think that's going to be really supportive to me so that I'm not beating myself up of why I didn't record this episode this week and and go down that loop of shame and spiral. <laughs> but still continuing to show up and in my creative practice and, and owning my voice and having a voice and sharing it. Um, so going perhaps bi-weekly or monthly feel like that's a way that's going to work for me so I could keep going. So thanks for listening. Appreciate y'all. Bye.